Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello and welcome back to the Weirding Hour. I'm Bothwell. I'm Bria. I'm Nina. Oh, I like it. I like the energy we've brought for today. It's yeah. very 80s. It's like, <laughs> it's very Morrissey, isn't it? You had a little <laughs> bit of a like, ah, ah. So that sort of goes to the sad eel place, like, ah. Morrissey on a moped. Ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My um, most overused joke ever. It's, it's a good one. I, yeah. I personally love it. So. It is a classic. So, have you ever listened to this podcast before? No. Let me tell you what it is then. We talk about weird things. We pick a topic out of a sock hat bag thing and then we go away for a week and we heavily research it by looking at Google for five minutes on the phone while we're maybe doing other stuff. Um, and busy people, then, busy modern be... women lives, living our modern city. Living, laughing, life. dreaming, crying at night. When do you want us to squeeze it in? Business. Business. We're like the Beyonce's of Oxford, except she's way cooler, better, does more stuff and is really empowering. But other than that, more talented, better looking, richer. All of these things she is. Yeah. God, she's great. Anyway, so we talk about weird things <laughs> and we do weird crafts. And today is no exception. Today we are going to be talking about mysterious disappearances mm. and doing miscellaneous craft, which is what happens when we don't really plan the craft very well. So, Ria, what are you going to be crafting today? Uh, I'm going to make some uh, pipe cleaner wings. Okay, cool. Wings? Uh, yeah. Like wings for you or a smaller size? Uh, a smaller size. Can I make wings for you? No. Oh. No. I'm kind of disappointed already. All right, Nina, what are you making? Christmas cards? I, uh, no. Oh, what did I do that instead of? Oh, I should have got some wire. I was going to get some wire. I knew I forgot something. Um, no, I'm going to do digital drawing because I like it. Oh, exciting. And I will be drawing on a whiteboard with a selection of four pens. So <laughs> that's going to be exciting. Guys, yeah, craft you along. didn't know whiteboard art was a form of crafting. Uh, We're here to blow your expectations into the water. I think if Van Gogh had had a whiteboard and four markers, there'd be a lot less fucking paintings of sunflowers around. That's what I think. Because they would have all got rubbed out. Yeah, exactly. So it's me first today talking about the mysterious disappearances. Um, I've gone for kind of a downer, but also it has a kind of okay ending. Hmm. So we're all invested. That's right? my favourite kind, actually. Yeah. You know I Thank understand. You. So I am going to tell you the story of Jamie Lynn Kloss. Have you guys heard this? No. You love a Jamie Lynn. Wasn't your uh, Munchausen Jamie Lynn Spears? No. So. No, a Jamie Sp Lynn Spears. Oh, God. Lacey Spears. There we go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you're thinking of Britney Spears' sister. Always. She's just See always on the my connections mind. my brain makes. Your brain. <laughs> my brain with a D on the end. I can't. This thing is, this this girl is amazing, so I don't want to be taking the mic, but I can't help but hear Jamie Lynn like, Jamie Lynn. <laughs> yeah. All right. Get back on the ranch. Anyway. Is, is she from the South? No, I think she's from Wisconsin. That's like Wisconsin. Isn't that how they speak? I watched that. What? Like they have a, a lisp? Aren't they like... 
I can't do it now. Like it goes northern, you... but he's like, oh no, I'm from Wisconsin. No, that was terrible. <laughs> what was that? That was a completely different thing to the thing you just did. Before you were like an animal that had learned to speak, maybe like a fever. <laughs> and now you're just like Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. So anyway, enough about my brilliant accents and talented career as a voiceover actor. Um, so. Jamie Lynn Spears was born in 2005 and she was the only child of James and Denise Kloss uh, and they lived in Barron, Wisconsin. So on October the 5th, 2018, so recent times, an absolute wad of a person called Jake Patterson drove to the Kloss home to kidnap Jamie Kloss. Oh. Um, now, Originally, when he tried this, there was activity going on the home on the home, and that kind of deterred him as he was scared that he was going to leave a witness behind. So then two days later, he made another attempt um, to kidnap her. However, more things going on, was a bit scared, so wasn't sure how best to do it. So then on October the 15th, armed with a shotgun at about 12.53, at about pretty much exactly 12.53, um, he parked his car at the end of their driveway and wearing a black coat and a ski mask, he went up to the front door and knocked on it. So he, the dad, James, went to go and have a look um, and he shone a light out at um, Patterson through the glass pane in the front door and asked him to show his badge, um, presuming it to be a police one. And Patterson shouted, open the fucking door. And he fired once, fatally shooting him. Ah. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So he forced his way into the house, checked pretty much all of the rooms because he wanted to make sure that there were no other witnesses. And he found um, that there was a locked bathroom door and so began shooting at it. Inside the bathroom was Denise and Jamie. So Denise was 46 um, and Jamie at the time was 11. So Denise was trying to comfort Jamie. He was obviously very distressed and she did have her phone with her. So she made a 911 call. Um, she, however, wasn't able to speak, but the operator could hear like a disturbance and yelling before the phone was disconnected. Um, and when the dispatcher called the number back, it took her straight to the voicemail. He had um, shot and killed Denise Kloss as well. And then he took Jamie binding her ankles and wrists and putting her in the back of his car before driving away. How old is he? a piece of shit. He is a 21-year-old piece of shit at this point. Mm. Yeah, so deputies did speed over, had emergency lights and sirens on. Um, the neighbours were out because they'd heard the two gunshots. But unfortunately, this is in a time when hunting was kind of common. So even though they might not be normally hunting at 12.53 a.m., they might be like, you know, there, there might be a reason that this is happening. It's not the same as perhaps if we heard a gunshot over here and we're like, what the? Mm. Um, so, yeah. So basically he then took her back to where he lived, which I believe was about like 20 minutes from where she was originally. And he forced her to change into pajamas and basically made like a bed for her under his bed. Um, initially, so he forced her under the mattress and sealed off all the exits in the house before going to sleep. I know he's like the biggest twat. Uh, like under under his bed, right? Not under his mattress. He's not like squish her under the mattress. No, not squishing her. Like she can still she's got, he's breathe, but got she's essentially trapped horrible. under the bed. Yeah. Mm. Um, throughout the stay, so the reason that she comes up under mysterious disappearances is because they couldn't find her um, for the days that she was with him, which I'll tell you about in a sec. But she um, 
while they were living together, Patterson believed that she was too afraid of him to make any kind of like attempts to escape. So he didn't actually use any kind of special locks on the door. Um, he also got her to sleep in the same bed with him. Um, and he very, very rarely let her out of the cabin, um, only for like a really quick walk across the lawn, uh, making sure that there was nobody else out there. So that had been in October the 15th. Yeah. So January the 10th, 2019, Patterson told her that he was going out for a couple of hours and he put her under the bed before kind of boxing her inside with his belongings. Um, all part of the usual sort of routine that he did. When he left, she actually started pushing objects around from under the bed and deciding that, like, you know, he was definitely gone for a couple of hours. She ran from the house wearing a light shirt, leggings and a pair of his sneakers. Um, and she pretty soon came across a local woman who I love is called Jeanette Nutter. <laughs> and uh, Nutter was walking her dog and recognised Jamie from the news reports and like was like, right, we're taking you immediately to a neighbour's house. So... Police were called. Kloss told them who had taken her um, and the fact that he had killed her parents and kept her prisoner just a few houses away from the current location. Um, the neighbours, when asked about Kloss, were saying, you know, he, he seems quite calm. Um, he was quite quiet. But then apparently when the police arrived um, and they got there, he immediately just said, yep, I did it and handed himself in. Um, a hospital admitted Kloss, as in Jamie Kloss, um, under guard. And the next morning they released her into the custody of her aunt, Jennifer Smith. So she has gone to live with her aunt. Let me tell you a little bit about the absolute piece of shit who took her. So, absolute piece of shit, but also really dumb. Yeah. He just put some boxes around the bottom of his bed. Well, he thought he had control over her. Still he? dumb. Oh, yeah, like massive prick. And this is the thing, like just men stop it anyway um so yeah his parents divorced in 2007 he graduated from high school is a like wisconsin local um enlisted in the u.s marine corps but was discharged after one month so i'm just gonna presume he was shit um so he didn't have in terms of the actual kidnapping he didn't have any contact with her in terms of like on social media this wasn't a grooming thing um and like his relatives and her relatives don't think that they had any kind of prior connection. What he said to the police was that he saw her getting off a school bus one day um, outside of her family residence. And he said that he knew that she was the girl that he wanted to take. Ew. Because that's just the thought you have. Right? Mm. Patterson's grandfather stated something went terribly wrong and nobody had any clues. We are absolutely heartbroken. It's wrenching to deal with. He was shy, quiet, backed off from crowds, but a nice, polite boy. Computer games were way more of a priority than social interaction. So they were like, we had no idea he was a massive bag of dicks. And mm. I feel like maybe, you know, I think maybe that's possible. I know sometimes we always want to kind of be like, where were the parents? But I think, you know, they can be deceptive. Yeah. Um, okay, so he confessed to the police that he'd kidnapped Kloss and killed her parents. He had no criminal history previously um, and he was charged with two counts of first degree intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping and one count of armed burglary. And that was in January and his bail was set to five million. So basically like you're not fucking going anywhere. Can't they just not set bail? I don't know. Don't understand bail. 
I think it varies state to state as well. Um, this bit is what I consider to be kind of a small mercy. He admitted to cops that he had sexual thoughts about Kloss, and this is probably why he initially kidnapped her. However, due to his guilt over the murder of her parents, he was not able to act on this. Oh, what a lovely guy. I know, what a, he's what a an absolute sweetie. Isn't it amazing, though, that you actually have to be like, a small mercy didn't sexually assault her. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad. Um, the judge agreed to dismiss the armed burglary count um, because he was like, yeah, I don't think we need to focus on that. They did try to say that it was a... Um, impulse kidnapping um and they said absolutely not because the guy tried to do it three times so no fucking way has that happened so he was sentenced to the maximum of two consecutive life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole for the murders plus an additional 40 years for the kidnapping which i thought was so he always planned to kill them he knew that he was going to kidnap her and that he must not leave any witnesses so Unless he was getting in there and it was just her answering the door and they weren't there, it seems very unlikely. Mm. And he went armed with a shotgun, so. Yeah. I would say the intention is there. Um, they didn't pursue any charges against him for the actual 88 days in captivity because they didn't want to bring her in for questioning. Because they said to her, there is enough evidence that we will be pursuing a life sentence without parole and he doesn't need any additional charges. So they were basically saying, you don't have to come in. You don't have to do this. You don't have to be in court, which she didn't He's want gonna to. He's going to go to prison forever yeah. anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was 11 I mean, and had seen her parents murdered and yeah. was, stu- you know, trapped for three months. Yeah. Um, yeah. So while in jail um, in March, Patterson wrote a letter um, in response to basically some questions he'd been sent by a um, journalist from a TV station in Minneapolis. So he apologised for the crime and stated that they were committed mostly on impulse. Mm. Again, bollocks. Um, he added that the intention was be- um, the intention from the beginning was to plead guilty in order to spare Kloss and her family the trauma of the case going to trial. Because again, what a nice guy. What a gent. Yeah. Um, so later that month, he um, a television reporter in Minneapolis also got a call from him in which he briefly answered questions sent to him in letter. Um, regarding the time spent in captivity, Patterson said, we were just, you know, watching TV, playing board games, talking about stuff, cooked a lot. Everything we made was homemade, you know. Great. Yeah, I don't I don't know what points he was looking for there, but he's not getting any. Um, also, <laughs> it really annoys me that he's still trying to downplay this. You know, we were just hanging out, playing board games. It's like, yeah, and you're a grown ass man, and that's a child that you've kidnapped after yeah. murdering her parents. Just hanging so, out, you know, <laughs> playing Uno, flipping through the gram. I don't know, words that are, yeah, hip and whatever. So, At Patterson's arraignment, his father told a reporter he had a note of apology that he was trying to get to Kloss. I don't know whether that actually got there. Exactly. I'm sure it didn't. I hope not. I hope it went straight in the trash can. Um, So on June 20th, he was registered officially as a sex offender. So that is being noted without having acted on anything. But the fact that, you know, this was the intention behind it, which I say, absolutely. Um, he yeah, was I mean, he transferred. did kidnap a child. 
Yeah. And and kill her parents. Yeah. 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 So killing July... adults doesn't make you a sex offender though. Why not? Let's just put them all on the sex offenders register. I, I think that could get confusing then with yeah. who really is a sex offender and who has just done something completely different. No, well, I guess what I mean is uh, the intent uh, behind the murder was definitely um, sex Oh, I see. I suppose it's sexually motivated if it's to, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. I suppose it's not against them specifically. Yeah, okay. Um, so where's he at now? He is... Um, he was transferred from the Dodge Correctional Institution to an out-of-state prison in New Mexico. And all that we know about him lately is that he got into a fight with another inmate in August 2019. Huh. So goodbye, piece of crap. We don't want to see you again. So let's talk about Jamie. So she is living with her aunt and her family have said she is taking life day by day. Um, she has gone back to dancing and enjoying school activities. And two years you know, it's only two years later, but she seems to be finally kind of starting to move on from the man who held her hostage for 88 days and murdered her parents. And Jamie herself said, there are some things that Jake Patterson can never take from me. He can't take my freedom. He thought he could own me and he was wrong. I was smarter. I watched his routine and I took back my freedom. I will always have my freedom and he will not. Yeah, girl. And I think she is a fucking badass for that. Yeah. So that is the mysterious disappearance, but then solving and finding of Jamie Linkloss. Can I do that thing where I shout on your story? Yeah, go for it, babes. I would argue that's more of a kidnapping than a mysterious disappearance. <sighs> I mean, they did the police. No one knew where she was. Literally it was no mysterious and then it wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More mysterious if she just... Tenuous vanished and her parents were still alive perhaps I mean, if you want we've done that story haven't we isn't that isn't that the story i told about the girl in the apartment <laughs> who yeah. disappeared down the back of a bed oh that was quite and a that good was mysterious, mysterious. yeah yeah should have done that one again well thanks we for know sharing how you the like story, to, Nina. we know how to you like to repeat yourself uh thanks for shitting on my story nina <laughs> you said i could yeah all right it's true. It's true. Anyway, she's Rhea's, a tiny little badass, I think. Rhea's not happy about it, though. No. No, so, I'm okay. Who is going next? Uh, I think it's me, is it? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, I was going to talk about D.B. Cooper, but then I decided I wasn't. Yay! Cool story, bro. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, actually, the D.B. Cooper story is also pretty cool, but instead I wanted to talk about the Bennington Triangle. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> right, it's an area within Bennington yeah. in New England. And I will tell you now why it has been called the Bennington Triangle. Um, so uh, the phrase was actually coined by a New England author called Joseph A. Citro, um, and he was doing a public radio broadcast in 1992, and he was talking about this area in southwestern Vermont. Um, so a number of people have gone missing there. They went missing there between 
1945 and 1950. Uh, and books have been written about these disappearances and uh, folklore is about the area. There's been UFO sightings. There's been mysterious monster sightings. There's been all sorts of weird shit happening in the Bennington Triangle. But I think the, the biggest weird shit is these five people who disappeared uh, in this time period. So. I don't know. A monster's pretty... Monster's pretty weird. Yeah, but like it's that kind of thing of uh Don't shit on her story, Bothwell. Oh sorry. I'll wait till she's did, finished and then shit on Did anyone it. see it? <laughs> Is it just another Sasquatch? Is it made up? It's made up, guys. So um whereas these disappearances are real. Okay. Um so it's centered around uh, Glastonbury Mountains and includes some of the towns kind of surrounding it. So Bennington, Woodford, Shaftesbury and Somerset. Why is this sounding like it's in England? It's yeah, because not... it's New England. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. I don't, I don't. Um, So, yeah. So it was a, a logging community. They were industrial towns, but by the end of the late, 19th century it sort of declined and now they are pretty much ghost towns uh so yeah they were like kind of done by like 1937 so this is an area where hikers tend to go hunters uh it's kind of actually uh, it's still part of a really popular trail um even now that people hike so um that's kind of how these how and why these people are going there because people mysteriously disappeared uh no uh just because it's a nice area oh okay because i was like that's the reason not to go there no no the the trail is is nice it is there's the trail it's quite a long trail it has guides it it it's possible to to do it but in the area it is actually quite easy to get lost um if you don't know what you're doing or where you're going. Uh, so in 1945, the first disappearance was a 74-year-old local hunting guide called Middy Rivers. That is a brilliant name and he should be that a country a cool singer. Name. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was guiding a party of four hunters uh, in the area of Hell Hollow, um in the southwest woods of glastonbury and he was he was out in front and and then almost immediately he wasn't so like he was guiding them he was ahead of them he went just out of sight and then they never saw him again mm. was there a cliff no no cliff was there a uh, big hole was there a cliff <laughs> It's got to be a cliff or a big hole. This is how Can this works. Can you imagine if it was a cliff and they sort of walked up to the spot and they were like, shit, where is he? Just I can't gone. even. He's nowhere. Well, guess we're never going to see him again. Yeah. And then they just fucked off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll we'll carry on. Um, so they they tried searching for him and they pretty much thought, you know, like he's a he's a really good um 
huntsman, woodsman, and he should be able to survive. He shouldn't have any problems at all. He'll be back in town. No worries. We've just lost him. You know, whatever. Mm. But he didn't come back. And the concerned locals got U.S. Army soldiers uh, from Massachusetts, Fort Devon to um, to have a look through the area. They combed the area for eight days and they could not find a single thing to point where he was or or what could have happened to him. Did they check at the bottom of that big giant cliff? No, they they were like, fuck that. That's too much work. Yeah, you uh, won't have gone down there. It's too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we just got back into town when we weren't looking. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, however, one single thing was discovered, which was a single rifle cartridge was found in a stream. But it could have been his cartridge. It could have been anyone's cartridge. But that's all that was found after he went missing. Mm. Um, yeah, and sorry, the trail that I was talking about is the Long Trail Road. So it's it's a really long, famous trail. Anyway, there we go. And it's got a road. It's got a road. <laughs> so next disappearance, a year later, 1946. This is Paula Weldon. Um, and she was an 18-year-old student at Bennington College. And she decided to hike part of the long trail uh, in Thanksgiving. So she was last in, seen in Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, on Thanksgiving, during Thanksgiving. Over she was Thanksgiving. inside a turkey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she took a turkey. In turn. Thanksgiving attire. Yes. And Which we all know is dressed up as a turkey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, so the last time she was seen was December 1st uh, on a Sunday. And she was wearing a red coat and she went up. Uh, so people, I think, when they talk about her going, they were like, oh, you're not wearing the appropriate clothing. You might get lost, blah, blah, blah. So I think there were some people who were like, mm, it's not a good idea how you're going. Uh, but she was all like, nah, it'll be fine. I'm good. Uh, no babes, no though. Yeah. And Ernest Whitman, I think, was the last person to see her. He gave her directions towards the long trail. Um, so, you know, it could be his fault that she disappeared. Uh, so a little casual slander in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably uh, well, your fault, Ernie. If you give someone bad directions, you know, and they never show up ever, like... Yeah, I'm never giving anyone directions again. If that's yeah, that's it. You're responsible. Done something. Yeah. So um, she just disappeared. She never came back. Uh, so they they searched for her, um, and people actually posted a five thousand dollar reward, um, and there was help from the FBI. But no evidence of her was ever found. And um, the time, the temperature uh, was around 50 degrees outside and then dropped to nine degrees later that night. So it was. What, what is that in uh, Celsius? No. Uh, we're Celsius, they're Fahrenheit, right? Yeah, what's, what's 50 degrees? 
Mm, I guess it would be pretty low. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah no idea. None. Um, and then there were some rumours that she had moved to Canada with a boyfriend or that she became a recluse living in the mountains. But I mean, but, we all have that dream. Like, yeah. We all want to go and be a witch in the woods, but like, but no one does it. Yeah. Well, if, I suspect she didn't either, if I'm no. completely honest. But she never, she never came back. So she was never found again. So then in 1949, James Tedford uh, was another person to disappear in the Bennington trial, uh, Bennington Triangle. So he was a 68 year old man and he was on a bus to Bennington and he visited some relatives in St Albans and he was on the bus and basically people on the bus uh, and the driver confirmed that Tedford had been in his seat in the last stop before Bennington. So the the last stop before Bennington, he was still on the bus. Then when they arrive in Bennington, he's not on the bus. So when did he, he just, get off the bus then? Just yeah, exactly. out of the bus. And it Sorry. didn't stop it didn't stop in between those. No. Did they check the toilet? Uh, I mean, I maybe probably didn't have a toilet. Can you imagine? Oh, we're going to check the toilet. Nah. <laughs> probably jumped out the window. Probably just zapped off the bus. That's so, what like his suitcase, uh, his travel bag was was left on his seat. Um, mm. So he didn't leave with anything. And again, he disappeared in December. So December 1st and um, yeah, his belongings and luggage were, were still on the bus and an open bus timetable. So uh, maybe he was just looking for the right time to leap out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so that one's that one's probably the most um, mysterious. Yes, because literally I mean, he's Everyone. in the toilet, guys. Like, where else is he going to be? I, like, maybe maybe he is in the toilet. Maybe the mystery is that they're all shit at looking for people. So, yeah. These poor people are just wandering around being like, anyone? No? All right. Hello? <laughs> uh, nobody responded. I guess they're gone. <laughs> uh, so the next one was Paul uh, Jefferson in 1950. So this was in mid-October and Paul Jepson was eight years old when he went missing. Mm. And yeah, he was last seen playing in the family pickup truck by his mum. And his mum had gone to tend pigs at the dump uh, where she and her husband were caretakers. So apparently you keep pigs at the dump. <laughs> I don't I don't know. And you keep your kid in your truck. Yeah, exactly. Well, she do things gone... differently. Yeah, the... yeah. She'd gone for an hour. She left her eight-year-old kid in the truck for an hour while she tended pigs. Are you allowed to do that? I feel like that you weren't allowed to do that. No, I think you. I think you're not allowed to do that. But I think Are you going to tell us the truck went missing. Fifty. Sorry. Are you going to tell us the truck went missing? 
Uh, no. Oh. No, they, they got to keep the truck. Uh, so, yeah, he just vanished. So lots of people assembled for a search party. A New Hampshire sheriff brought in a bloodhound to sniff out the missing boy. But uh, basically, uh, they picked up his scent, but abruptly lost it at a nearby crossroads. Well, I mean, that's no that use. Yeah. Well, it suggests that he was picked up, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, so the case drags on. Uh, there's no resolution. They never find him again. And people, you know, start rumours about his parents, suggesting that maybe they killed him and gave him to the pigs. But his dad said something really weird, which was that uh, the lure of the mountains pulled in his missing son and basically said that uh, he'd been talking of nothing else for days about the mountains and wanting to go to them. Yeah, so he did it. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I've met, uh, I've met eight-year-olds. They're not obsessed with like going to the mountains. They're obsessed with like, can I have a Kit Kat? Can I watch the telly? Get me an iPad. Bring me a phone. None of them are like the mountains. I want to go hide it up in the mountains. No. Okay. Uh, the final person to go missing <laughs> was what really thinks of my theories. <laughs> okay. No, I think your 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 theory is sound. Uh, I just think your description of an eight-year-old sounds like me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Like all eight-year-olds, give me a yeah. Kit Kat. Can I have a Kit Kat? Can I have an iPad? Can I watch the TV? Yeah. You're boring. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so, Frida Langer was the last person to go missing in the Bennington Triangle. Um, so she had been out hiking with friends with her husband and cousin. Uh, her cousin, uh, sorry, her husband was back at the camp. And I think that she had hurt her leg um, and was kind of rinsing it off in the stream and said to her cousin, oh, I'm going to go back to the campsite and get something to you know, bandage this up and then I'll I'll come back and meet you and we'll carry on. Like, I think it was just like a scratch, but she didn't want it to get infected. So she went back uh, and, and her cousin is just stood there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting oh, no. and she never returns. So the cousin goes back to the campsite, sees uh, Frida's husband and says, oh, is Frida not come back? She was coming back this way and nope. The husband had never seen her, and then neither of them ever saw her again. They did it. Well, yeah, why not? Except... I mean, they, <laughs> did they do it? Where are they now? Do they live uh, together? Uh, I, I, mm, I don't know. Or don't leave people alone in the forest? Yeah. yeah. It's like when they're bleeding, to, yeah. or just in general, because they're yeah. soft. That will oh, yeah, get, like yeah. bears and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bears will eat you. And catamarans. Catamarans? What? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're boats, no? Yeah. Oh. Hungry, hungry boats. <laughs> yeah, boats. Uh, they're too hungry. Um, however, uh, they You're just did... not going to acknowledge. Okay, no, carry on. We'll what just... am I not going to acknowledge? That I said catamaran? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> was that what you were trying yeah. to say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's driving this thing? <laughs> cool. I thought it was catamaran, but I, I think I need to look at the bit where my notes are then. Uh, you're like my sister she thought a gazebo was like a type of antelope for many years <laughs> she's a doctor now she is a doctor now <laughs> oh, it's catamount it wasn't well, even that far in my notes it's what catamount is what is that it's like i think it's like a bigger um bobcat or lynx so oh, it's okay. like mountain it's a mountain cat but They've been declared extinct in 1940, so it's unlikely they'd be killing people in 1945. So really, it's more likely to be a catamaran. Yeah. <laughs> also, did you just call it a catamaran? Like, as in, made of fine... Delicious. Okay, I've just learned something. Yeah, it's catamaran. <laughs> but cool. Yeah, we're 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 all doing well today. I feel like we are. Yeah. So <laughs> Frida Lang was never seen alive again. She is actually the only person whose body showed mm. up. And the thing was, her body showed up in an area where they'd already extensively searched. Oh. So this was weeks later, and her body was found, and from the state of decomposition and they just could not tell what had killed her so, so it's like kind it could of, have been an animal it could have been an animal it could have been that she died somewhere else and an animal dragged her corpse there or it could be that a serial killer um placed her there for people to find after they'd searched the area so there's lots of theories um so one of the theories is yeah, wild cats. Um, other theories are that maybe there was a serial killer operating at that time, though how he would have got a 68-year-old man off a bus, I don't know. Especially <laughs> once it was Just like holding out Werther's originals, like, come on. No, that's, that's, that's not cool. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I think that was okay. No, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, I mean, we all know the the draw of Werther's originals. Yeah, they are fucking delicious. They are. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of become a ghost town. Um, so not many people live in the area. Well, uh, everyone fucking disappeared. So yeah, yeah, and there have been uh, strange occurrences on the site um, since the 1800s. So as I said earlier, people think that there are UFOs in this area. They think there are wormholes. Um, and yeah, like they think there's the Benetton. Uh, Benet oh. United Colours of Benetton. Yeah, United <laughs> Colours of Benetton are out there stealing people. <laughs> Waving with originals around. Yeah. To model their clothes. <laughs> They're incredibly boring clothes. Uh, oh, they were so boring. Uh, that's why you'd have to kidnap them. Nobody would willingly put that shit on. No. But I feel like they've just been replaced now by Uniqlo, no? <laughs> oh, I actually quite like Uniqlo. Oh, I'm sorry. How dare you? Sorry. 
anyway, moving swiftly on. Um, so you were you were kind of there, I think, when you were asking about a hole because this is an industrial area. So it was a mining site. Um, so it the the area could well have lots of little sinkholes. Oh. Lots of little areas that connect to the old mine. So maybe you know people have fallen into these sinkholes, um, just never to be found again. Like it's, I think probably mines are are the answer, except. Mm. Obviously, the 68-year-old man on the bus. <laughs> Maybe he immediately walked off into one. Oh, no, but he couldn't have because he was on the bus. No, yeah, I don't get that one. That's the whole, like, it was a moving bus. Anyway. Um, that is rather suspicious. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's it. The Bennington Triangle. Another thing that I heard about in the Bennington Triangle, uh, which I could not corroborate anywhere, is that apparently they've heard mysterious voices on a dead radio. Ooh. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. So, but I couldn't find anything to corroborate that. And that's yeah. like a really exciting thing. So cool, but uncorroborated. Yeah. Um, cool, probably made up fact. Yeah, exactly. There was a guy who uh, disappeared for a bit in 2008, uh, but he he reappeared uh, to tell his experience. So basically, he'd gone up, he got lost, like he thought he knew the trail, and then he just suddenly didn't. Um, so he, it started to get dark, he stopped under a maple tree, and then uh, when he woke up in the morning, he discovered he was like on the other side of the ridge to where he thought he should have been. Mm. Um, and he was lost for like 24 hours and managed to sort of stumble his way back to a trail and come home. But he'd kind of got lost because um, and this is another thing they say about the area is that there's no um, like set wind pattern in the area. So like some areas have a set kind of wind pattern. So like trees and foliage and, and everything like that will kind of grow in certain ways. So it's kind of easier to identify the trail and markings and, you know, like visually mark that off. Whereas mm. because they don't have a, a set wind pattern in the area, trees are growing at odd angles and things get blown. And apparently it's actually very disorienting to to go on a hike there so i think it's it is very easy to get lost in that area and also there are mines so basically and cliffs. find somewhere else to hike yeah yeah essentially but it's weird because the long trail is still um a popular trail it's tended but like nobody, there's no information that when you look up the long trail about this area specifically saying, hey, guys, there's mines and shit. So maybe watch out. Like there's no warnings. It's just like part of the. Yes, yeah, these five guys never came back. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end. Goodbye. Bye. I liked it, though. Thank you. That was very mysterious. Was oh, that, pointed? Was, that was some feel like that was pointed. Shade. Especially uh, <laughs> the little old, not the Weatherspoons man, the Weather's original <laughs> man. <laughs> Your story better be so mysterious, Nina. Otherwise, 
I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, actually, it's not. It's a bit. It's not. It's not that mysterious. You be the judge. Oh, I'm ready. Gavel <laughs> is locked and loaded. Okay. Right. Uh, my, I am doing the disappearance of William Horatio Bates. Brilliant name. Yes. I'm intrigued so far. So he was born in America and he became a physician and he practiced ophthalmology. So eyes. Yeah, eyes. So like diagnosing diseases of the eyes and stuff. Um, he so because it was quite a long time ago, there's like contradictory information. So he was either married three or four times. Um, because in different places, different names have been reported about his uh, second wife. So he was first married to Edith Kitchell in 1883 and they had a son together, but Kitchell died in 1886. Um, then there's around the same time, there's mentions of a wife named Ada Seaman Bates and also Margaret Crawford. So, Ada Seaman Bates? Yeah. Good name. Yeah. Rhea so wants to make a joke. She's like, how do I how do I bring this one in? <laughs> how do I land this? Yeah, please go ahead. This catamaran. I can't. Um, so yeah, there's we you don't I can't really tell which one's the second or the third wife, but there's Ada Seaman Bates and Margaret Crawford. And supposedly he had a daughter with Margaret Crawford and another son. Um and then they both died. Uh, so okay, he, he did it for a start. Again. <laughs> and he married his longtime personal assistant in 1928. But when he was with either Aidan Seaman Bates or Margaret Crawford, for the sake of this, I'm just going to say Margaret Crawford because there was a bit slightly more information about her. Um, he went missing. Dun, so, dun, dun. On August the 30th in 1902, Bates wrote a letter to his wife while she was visiting her mother and sent her some books and instruments from his apartment. The letter said, My dear wife, I am called out of town to some major operations. I go with Dr. Forsh, an old student, to do a mastoid, some cataracts and other operations. He promises me a bonanza. <laughs> too, too bad to miss the horse show but I am glad to get so much money for us all. I am in such a flurry. Do not worry. I will write details later. Yours lovingly, Willie. Oh, a bonanza of surgeries. I think he, he meant payment. Oh. Not oh, okay. <laughs> Willie not wants surgery. a bonanza. Willie Bates wants a bonanza. I, I love a bonanza. So he sent that letter... Um, and he said he'll write details later, but his wife didn't hear from him again. He lied. He... So when she didn't hear from him, she began a frantic search, inquiring family with family friends across the United States and Europe. He was also a prominent Mason, so she enlisted the support of the local Masonic Society who circulated his picture around the world. Circulated? What did I say? Like, like percolated. You circulated. said you, you, circulated. There's a little bit of an E in there. You, you went circulate. 
so clearly my god guys shut up (laughs) (laughs) eventually a letter arrived from britain reporting that a man fitting his description was found working as a medical assistant at the charing cross hospital in london after having first been admitted there as a patient i'm sorry nina i appreciate we have just done one but did you say charing cross oh my god (laughs) (laughs) charing cross mate unless you're the queen (laughs) there's only one r it's definitely charing cross there's only one r and i've never been there so it's charing cross and if you keep interrupting my story with mispronunciations i'm gonna keep mispronouncing things even more i don't think it's going to make any difference i think it'll make it (laughs) carry on you just ignored the fact that he was work he was admitted as a patient and then started working at the hospital i mean it's concerning it's concerning is what it is cool thank you uh friends who saw him reported that he was haggard thin and his eyes were deeply sunken so his wife boarded the next ship for England, but the happy reunion she was hoping for did not happen. He showed no recollection of his previous life and he didn't recognise her. He reportedly told her, I don't know why you bother, madam. We are strangers. Hmm. So interesting. Despite this, he was reluctantly persuaded to join her at the Savoy for a period of rest and recovery. Did I say Savoy wrong? <laughs> yeah, you did. You <laughs> called it Savoy. <laughs> like a fucking sausage. <laughs> oi, oi, Savoy. If words are going to be spelt like other words, I'm going to pronounce them like those words. That was more intonation. I think it's referred... I mean, I could. I might just be being a dick now, Ria. It's the Savoy. Yeah, you know? Savoy. As opposed to the Savoy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, surely if you're from London it's like the Savoy I can't even hear the difference anymore right his wife persuaded him to stay at the big old posh hotel in London to rest and recover there he dimly recalled being called away from New York to board a ship and perform an operation on someone with a brain abscess what? so he he had these weird vague memories which aren't actually quite accurate because he wasn't being called away to deal with a brain abscess he's a friggin ophthalmologist mm. um so he's gone too deep if he's if he's dealing with a brain abscess he's gone too far yeah he might have caused it yeah um so his wife planned to stay in london for as much time as necessary for him to recover from his ordeal and for some more memories of his previous life to come back. But her hopes were dashed when he abruptly walked out of the Savoy two days after taking up residence there, disappearing once more into the London crowd. And she never saw him again. Okay, theory. He's terrible at breaking up with people. (laughs) Yeah. What do we think? Like... Fair yeah. This is his second or third wife, <laughs> and the the first one died. Um, so she never saw him again because she died before he came back, but he was found again. Oh no! Yes. So this man's disappeared twice, and this is the second time he's been found. 
in 1910, an old colleague of his was traveling through North Dakota, where he encountered Bates practicing ophthalmology in a small practice he had set up for himself. He managed to persuade Bates to return to New York and share an office with him where he is said to have worked as hard and successfully as he had done before his original disappearance. What's his deal? <laughs> it's mysterious. <laughs> it's confusing. It yeah. is. Um, so the I'll tell you what this next section is titled when it's when I finish reading it, because I don't want to give away the next twist. So um, he never recovered his memories of his previous life and reporters only ever managed to piece together a loose connection of stories hinting at a ghostly existence of wandering around Europe as an itinerant doctor before settling into life in North Dakota. One writer said it was as if he had a chunk of his mind removed, like a slice of watermelon chopped away and eaten by an invisible monster. Was that a description by a doctor slash child writer? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the newspaper writers. Either way. Yeah. So he went on to serve as a doctor at the Harlem Hospital and eventually he remarried again. So he had fourth wife. And his life had resumed a rhythm of normalcy until August of 1928. No. When his eldest son, Charles Halsey Bates, also disappeared. What? But I can find no more information about him. That is the only fact we know. Maybe it's genetic. <laughs> Maybe they just like taking a really long walks. Yeah. And forgetting who they are. Yeah. So I'm just going to say I titled that section The Missing Part 3, Electric Booger Sun is Also Missing. <laughs> nice. OK. Yep. Good point. Um, and then, yeah, two years later, William became ill. And in 1931, he died from that illness and his will excluded his eldest son, son <laughs> who was still missing at the time. Well, that's and, adding insult to injury, isn't it, that he'll never know about? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and has no more information about him. Although, do you think if he's, oh, I was thinking, do you think if he excluded him from the will, maybe he thought that he had deliberately disappeared, like he'd fucked off somewhere? I think he thought he was dead. Oh, all right. I mean, could be either. Or he could just be like, stop fucking copying me, that's my move. Yeah. Um, yeah. William Bates is also a very weird dude so it was quite there's a quite a bit of contradictory information on him and some of it says before his disappearance he was like a really upstanding respected doctor and people really respected him like academically and in the profession and then when he came back he went a bit off the rails and started doing all this weird kooky shit and then some things say that he just kind of was always into that stuff um so what do we mean by kooky shit so he created this theory of eye care which he called the bait system of eye exercises um and he published a book that he paid for himself entitled cure of imperfect eyesight by treatment without glasses so I'll just tell you a little bit about that because he's he's an interesting dude, uh, if somewhat odd. 
So the work is a highly bizarre collection of misinformation and exaggeration, heavily is illustrated with unusual photographs. Bates' method to cure imperfect eyesight relied upon a variety of concepts that went directly against his several decades of ophthalmology practice. He taught that vision problems were caused primarily by three things, stress or mental strain, poor vision habits and wearing glasses. So he believed that vision issues could be reduced in their severity or even cured by performing a series of eye exercises and learning how to completely relax the mind. So some of the eye exercises were like swinging your eyes from object to object and then trying to swing them it to a like smaller like making the gap that they're swinging smaller and smaller and smaller so that eventually I think I read that you're looking at one dot but you're like swinging from side to side of that dot so it's where did just, he go to school it's just pure strangeness um another one was palming your eyeball and attempting to visualize pure black so he's saying put your hand over your eye eyes and try and picture and imagine like the purest blackest black color and that will help your eyesight because it's not in your eyes it's in your mind hmm. and that's relaxing to, for your mind to imagine do you think he just went wandering off like on a tangent of a, you know am i a terrible doctor i think he uh, became maybe a bit ill and something happened to him Oh, I mean, yeah, that's quite possible. One of his other theories was exposing your eye to direct sunlight. Oh, good idea. Definitely sure. nobody do because yeah. it can really damage your eyes. Um, and I've just got a little quote from him here from his book that he paid for himself to publish. It is absolutely necessary that the glasses be discarded. No halfway measures can be tolerated if a cure is desired. Do not attempt to wear weaker glasses and do not wear glasses for emergencies. Persons who are unable to do without glasses for all purposes are not likely to be able to cure themselves. I would agree with that. <laughs> so, yeah. So if your eyesight is so bad that you can't not, you can't force yourself to not wear glasses, then his method isn't going to work. But he's even... I find this last fact makes him even more interesting. It's just like a tiny little bit at the end of his Wikipedia biography that he did other research and he actually discovered, so it's the astringent and hemostatic properties of the substance produced by the adrenal glands, which was later commercialized as adrenaline. So hmm. he basically discovered how useful adrenaline is and that saves lots of people's lives. Nice. But that's all overshadowed by the fact that he is a strange dude. Yeah, he is a strange dude. He is a strange dude. And um, yeah, that's William Bates. I Did liked he wander it. off because he didn't like his wives? Maybe. Wives are multiples. Yeah. Did something happen to his brain that made Probably. him wander yeah, off and like do weird research? Also, maybe. <gasps> it's mysterious. Ooh, yeah. Okay, I enjoyed those. That was that was weird. Ria's was weird. We know that Ria doesn't know the difference between animals and boats, and that Nina can't speak. I'm enjoying it. I like it all. How are your crafts? Uh, I've made a little 
pair of wings. Oh, you did. Oh, they're adorable. Can you put them into context? Because I can't. Why? Why wings? Because what? is that context? I think she means context of why, what inspired the wings. Is, that, is it relevant to your story? Did you just want to make some wings? Uh, it is not relevant to my story. It cool. is it is relevant to uh, a flying cat. Are you going to put them on Monica? <gasps> no, she oh. would not like that. No, oh. but I would. <laughs> on your catamaran. Yeah, Cat- on my, cat- <laughs> uh, my catamaran. Would you like a Look, delicious catamaran? I've gotten through life for 30 years pronouncing it catamaran. I don't think I've ever needed to say it before, but I'm going to carry on because that's how I like it. You do it. Okay, so I am simultaneously really pleased with my craft, but also really saddened by my craft because I didn't know what to draw in relation to my story. I didn't want to draw that piece of shit or anything sad. So I decided to try and draw her. And I think she might look a bit scary, which I wasn't aiming for because I think she's a badass. But I'm also quite pleased with it, given I only had four pens and some a whiteboard. Yeah, it's good. That isn't bad. How does you shade with a whiteboard? Um, using cotton pads. Oh. Yeah. Nice. So kind of pleased Resourceful. with Resourceful. Thanks. Um, I started doing digital drawing on my phone, but then I remembered I haven't used that app in so long. I've forgotten how to do a lot of things and I need to figure them out, which means I can't listen to your stories. Um, so I did pen drawing instead and I did a, a ball. <gasps> Ew. Oh, that's really good, though. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And gross. It looks like it's got a little devil tail. Yeah, that's so it can swim. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was good. thoughtful of you. Nina's like, you need to be able to swim. <laughs> cool. So that was mysterious disappearances, of which Nina thought two thirds were mysterious. So that's great. Uh, if you've crafted along with us today, can you please send us some images? You can um, just do an at, you know, at Weirding Hour on Instagram, or you can email them to us, weirdinghour at gmail.com. Twitter, whatever. We don't care. Send it. We want to see it. If you've done it, we'll look at it. Yep. Cool. If you want to know where we got all of our amazing information from today, please see the sources listed in the show details when it goes out. Yeah. Nina, do you have sock hat, bag hat, sock? And while I'm looking through it, I've just realised everyone's going to get on my back now and be like, how can you shit on Bothwell's story but then get angry when they take the piss out of how you pronounce things <laughs> and you'll be like I'm Nina I don't uh, care <laughs> I do what I want um, okay what have we got we have oh turns of phrase with dark and or strange origins that rolls off the tongue turns of phrase dark, the, can we call it like dark origins of language um yeah that just sounds cooler i don't know Ria. what do you think weird words weird words weird words yeah that's probably better make it more general weird words okay Um, we already what did we decide we remembered earlier that we haven't done charcoal in ages so we're doing charcoal oh yeah we are yeah we came prepared today charcoal 
So if you want to get some charcoal and charcoal along with this, you absolutely can. That is fine. Or um, with anything else. Or literally, uh, yeah. Guys, whiteboards are valid artistic choices. Um, okay, so anything else to add? Uh, spread the weird. Yeah, t tell your friends. Guys, please listen. Like, seriously. <laughs> I know that you're just four of our mates, but... <laughs> Also, I feel like share if you're here at this point, you have been listening. Yeah, but it's get not... other people to listen. Yeah, it's not good enough. It's yeah, not sure. Enough. That's that's what we want to say. Thank you for your efforts. Please do better. Oh. We will not promise the same. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, right. cool. So finish that on a passive aggressive note. Yeah. Uh, Keep berating the audience. <laughs> yeah. So all that's left to say is thanks for listening, weirdos. Spread the weird for your stole my line. Ow, I get. Also, love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>